0: name's Jan Pringle I'm part of the staff team and I'm going to be speaking to you this morning it's really good to be here so let's just pray before I speak. Father God as we learn more about your disciples and following you this morning we pray that you would be speaking to each one of us here in Jesus name amen. So a few weeks ago our cat Holly, very sadly, died. Here's a picture, Holly is the one on the left. Um, <laughs> and um, we really miss her. Uh, we'd had her for nearly 20 years, since she was just a, a really tiny kitten. And we were really sad. Uh, but we had some really good family Zoom calls with our three grown-up children, who'd all grown up with her. And we shared our memories of her, and it was lovely to remember how much joy she brought into our lives over the years. It was really quite a big change in our lives. I still sometimes, when I go home, find myself looking for her in the living room where she always used to sit. And Graham really misses her snuggling up to him like this on the sofa. That was her favorite position to be in. But of course we all have changes in our lives. Some of those are good changes, um, the joy of a new pet, I remember how exciting it was when we bought Holly home, or even a new baby. Um, but some changes are difficult, maybe when somebody dies or somebody moves away. And a lot of changes actually give us quite a mixture of emotions. Um, some of you, I suspect, will be starting maybe a new class or a new school or a new job or a new university um, in a few weeks' time. And there may be things that you're really looking forward to about that. But there may also be some things that you're perhaps feeling a little bit worried about. Just want you, just for a minute or two, just to talk to the people near you about maybe any changes that you've had recently or any that you've got coming up. And a little bit, if you feel brave enough, about how you're feeling about that. And if you're at home, you might want to do that if there's anybody with you as well. So just a couple of minutes to talk about that with the people near you. What changes are happening in your life? Okay, if I can uh, bring you back together. Um, Sorry to interrupt those conversations. Uh, From the, the bus of conversation, it sounds like there's a lot of changes going on in your lives. So do continue those conversations over coffee later on. Would anyone like to be brave and tell me about a change that maybe has happened to them recently or one that's coming up quite soon? Anyone feeling brave? Oh, yes, over here, Ming. Sorry, where are you going in September? Oh, King Ed, yes. Oh, so that's a big change for you. A new school, new school with lots of other... I'm sure that's happening to other people too. Any other changes? Yes, over here. Yeah. You're going to year six. That's a very important year. My daughter teaches year six. She's just been very sad because all her year six have just left and she's, she's really going to miss them. Anybody else got any changes coming up? Yes, Jen? I've just gone back to school from maternity leave. Oh, Jenny's sco- gone back to school after maternity leave. I imagine that's quite hard in some ways and probably quite exciting in other ways. So we all have changes. So I wonder if you were to finish this sentence with one word or two or three words, how would you finish that sentence? What words could we, u- we finish? Change is what? How would you describe change? terrifying it can be can't it well done thank you yes natural it is it's part of life isn't it it happens all the time however much we might want it ming it can be unexpected sometimes it is expected but often it is unexpected richard it's different it is isn't it yes guy sorry you forgot that's that's fine amy It is an opportunity, well done. So lots of good words to describe change. Well, as well as people experiencing changes, churches have to deal with changes too. You may remember, I'm sure you do, that it's for some time in 2020, uh, we weren't able to meet in person at all and we had to get used to watching services from home. Or there have been lots of times over the last couple of years when we couldn't sing in church or we had to wear masks when we came into church. But churches change for other reasons too. They may get bigger, and they may find that things get more complicated. Sometimes the sort of music we sing changes, or a group that we belong to might close, a new one start. And just like changes in our personal lives, people might feel differently about the different changes that happen in church. Some people might find, uh, feel excited about the changes. Other people might be a bit sad or a bit worried about them. Some people might even feel a bit cross because they like things the way they were. They didn't want them to change. Now, in our services these last few weeks, we've been looking at the book of Acts. And that tells us how the first Christian church began. Now, that was a church that experienced a lot of changes. It started really dramatically on the day of Pentecost when about 3,000 people joined the church at the same time. Can you imagine 3,000 new people coming into church? That would certainly be a good change in lots of ways, but it it might give us a few problems too. Now, this brand new church had started to put some patterns into place to help people learn about Jesus and how they could follow him. They'd started meeting together regularly. They were sharing meals together. They were listening to the disciples like Peter and John as they taught them. And they've learned also to look after each other, to share what they had, to look after each other. They'd experienced some miraculous healings. And Peter and John and some of the others had got into big trouble with the authorities for talking about Jesus and encouraging people to follow him. And they'd learned to pray together, especially when they were facing some sort of crisis. All this time, new people were joining and they were having to learn how they could look after all these new people. How could they organize the teaching to cope with all these numbers? And because the church was growing so quickly, they were having a few problems. We know that people were sharing what they had and that included food which was shared to people who needed it. Now, some of those people who were having the food shared with them were widows. So people whose, ladies whose husbands had died. Now, usually those ladies would have been looked after at that time by their own families. But maybe because some of them had joined this Jesus movement, their families had turned their backs on them. And so it was up to their new church family to look after them. But there'd been a few complaints that some of the widows had been neglected and weren't getting a share of the food. Now, these were the Greek-speaking ladies who mostly came originally from outside Jerusalem and maybe found it a bit harder to find their place in that community because most of the people there spoke Aramaic. Things had changed, and the 12 apostles who were leading the church had to do something. So I'm going to read our Bible passage now. And that explains what the problem was, and then listen carefully to how the early church dealt with it. So here's our passage, and it's from Acts chapter 6. More and more people were becoming followers of Jesus. But during this same time, the Greek-speaking followers had an argument with the other Jewish followers. The Greek-speaking Jews said that their widows were not getting their share of the food that was given out every day. The 12 apostles called the whole group of followers together. They said, it's not right for us to stop our work of teaching God's word in order to serve tables. So brothers, choose seven of your own men. They must be men who are good. They must be full of wisdom and full of the Spirit. We will put them in charge of this work. Then we can use all our time to pray and teach the word of God. The whole group liked that idea, so they chose these seven men. Stephen, a man with great faith and full of the Holy Spirit. Philip, Procurus; Nicana; Timon, Parmenus, and Nicholas, a man from Antioch who'd become a Jew. And then they put those men before the apostles, and the apostles prayed and laid their hands on the men. The word of God was reaching more and more people. The group of followers in Jerusalem became larger and larger, and a great number of the Jewish priests believed and obeyed. So let's think about what those early Christians did when they were unhappy about the changes that were happening. Well, first of all, they talked to each other and they listened to each other. At first, all the different groups were sort of arguing with each other, but when the apostles heard about it, they wanted to listen to what the problem was. Now, I wonder who could you talk to if you were worried about changes in your life? Who might be a good person to talk to or to listen to who might give you some good advice? Any ideas who you could talk to? Yes. Friends and family, Friends and family are very good people to go to when, you, when you've got some changes. Ming? People that you trust. Very good, very good point. Somebody you trust is a good person to talk to. It's good to find people to talk to when we've got problems with our changes. But secondly, and even more importantly, they talk to God and they listened to him. The apostles realized they didn't have time to organize all of that themselves. They needed to appoint some new people to be in charge of the food distribution. Now, we don't hear in the passage that they prayed about this decision, but we can be sure that they did because we see over and over again in the book of Acts the early Christians praying about every new situation and to listening to God to guide them about what to do. And having prayed, they were clear that the people who they appointed had to be good, wise, and full of the Holy Spirit. And when these people were appointed, they prayed for them before they started their new work. And it's interesting that the names of all the people who are appointed are all Greek names. So it's likely they were Greek-speaking and that they would have looked after the Greek-speaking widows. And that's something we can do too when we're, li- when we're experiencing changes. We can talk to God and we can listen to him. Our children learn about this in their groups. They learn about chat and catch. Chatting to God about all sorts of things, whatever's on our mind, how we're feeling about things, whatever we want to. And then listening to just try and catch what God might be saying to us. And God answers in different ways. We might find that he comforts us or he encourages us we might find that he challenges us actually we might find that he just gives us some ideas about how to deal with a tricky situation or a scary situation just as he showed those apostles how to deal with their tricky situation now in the years ahead our own church will be experiencing some changes Being a mission hub church means we'll have to do some things differently. Some of those changes might be exciting as we see new things happening and we get involved in new things. They might be sad as we have to stop doing some things or we see people leave to support other churches. They might be scary. We might be asked to step out of our comfort zones to do some of those things. And some of them might even make some of us a bit cross because we don't like what's happening and as those changes happen the best thing we can do is do what the Christians in the early church did we can make sure that we're talking to each other and we're listening to each other and most importantly of all we're going to talk to God and listen to him let's just pray as I finish So let's be quiet. Do find a comfortable place to sit or to to do whatever helps you to think about God. And just in your heart, Lord, we offer to you all those things that, that are changing in our lives. And we particularly give to you any changes where we're feeling a bit worried about them, a bit scared. Just in your, in, your in your mind, you might want to just whisper to God what those things are that are going to change and that you might be a bit worried about. Father God, we trust you to guide us through the changes that we're facing. <coughs> and just in the quiet now, if there's anything you want to say to us about those changes, we pray that you will just whisper to us in the quiet. So we'll be as quiet as we can be and just listen to see if God is saying anything. Thank you, Father God, that you are here to guide us and love us and encourage us through all of life's changes. And we just leave our problems and our worries with you now. And trust you to guide us through them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the early church and our church acts a bit like a big family. We're all part of a church family as well as a, uh, as well as whatever family we do belong to. Uh, And so our next song picks up on that theme and it's the big family of God when the band managed to get back. I took them by surprise a bit, I think.